Good morning. Today is Thursday, June 25th, 2020. It is 8.25 a.m. I'm Cracked Attic. Episode 2. Welcome to Conspiracy Theory Thursday. What we're going to do is uh, we're going to tackle a conspiracy theory every Thursday. That's what I think I'm going to do. And so... Um, some of the stuff we're going to cover in future weeks include some of Donald Trump's favorites, like Joe Scarborough, which repeatedly brought up the theory that, uh, that he killed one of his interns. Um, Ted Cruz and the JFK assassination. When Ted Cruz was Trump's main rival for the Republican presidential nomination in 2016, uh, Trump claimed that Cruz's father was involved in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Uh, one of my favorites, windmills, um, You know, this is Trump's attempt to combat discussions about climate change. So his belief that uh, wind turbines cause cancer. He's mentioned it many times like that one. And then speaking of climate change, let's just talk about that. He actually claimed that the concept of global warming was created and spread by the Chinese in order to make U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. Love that. Vaccines. And that's, you know, going to be a big one coming up, right? There's still a lot of anti-vaxxers, and Trump is one of them. Um, He has claimed that vaccines cause autism. He still says this. And then uh, during one of his debates in 2016, he claimed he had several employees whose children developed autism due to vaccination. And, of course, we can't talk about Trump conspiracies without mentioning QAnon. So we'll get into that at some point. But in addition to, you know, all the Trump stuff, I want to talk about some other favorites like flat earthers. You know, there's still people out there that think the earth is flat. Love that one. Uh, the moon landing. That's a popular one. Um, one of my favorites, the new world order. Ooh, um, 9-11 truthers. Um, I kind of take that one a little personally. Um, and of course, you know, there's the. Area 51, Roswell, aliens, yum. And if there's a, if I keep going long enough, maybe we can get into some, some bizarre theories. Like, if you've never heard of this, hollow earthers. They think the earth is hollow. Um, fluoride mind control. Yep, that's our drinking water, everybody. The reptilian elite. They're living among us, and you know who some of them are. And uh, how about this one? Prince Charles is a vampire. Prince Charles is a vampire. Mm, 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 mm. Smashing Pumpkins uh, for you 90s music fans out there. So, um, but we're not going to talk about any of that today. Today, we're going to talk about um, not even a Trump one, although he did actually mention something about this, which I'll get, I'll talk about. But um, how about chemtrails? You know what chemtrails are, right? It's those white cloud-like trails that follow the jets in the sky. We've all seen them. We've seen them our entire lives. But we call them condensation trails or contrails. But the conspiracy says, no, 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 no. These are trails of chemicals or biological agents being sprayed into our skies by our government for the purpose of, well, I don't know, you name it, weather control, mind control, Human population control? Well, <laughs> if it's population control, then uh, they're not doing a very good job because the Earth had 2.5 billion people on it back in 1950, and now we're around 7.7 billion, 
So in 70 years, our population has increased by 5.2 billion people. That is an increase of over 74 million people a year. That is, of course, because more people are being born, about 40 million more a year than in 1950, and fewer people are dying. You would think that more people would die with all these chemicals in the air. So maybe it's, it's not population control. Maybe it's weather control. You know, wouldn't that be awesome, weather control? I'm not even going to get into it. Let's just say I have a vast knowledge of atmospherics and thermodynamics. It's far, far more complex than anyone imagines. It's almost impossible to truly predict, let alone control. The only way we're controlling the weather is uh, with global warming, by continuously polluting our atmosphere. Okay, and, and, and that's, that's, that's another thing. I, I haven't mentioned it. We can get into global warming, um, but not today. So what was that other reason? Um, oh, yeah, mind control. All right. Trust me on this one. You do not need chemicals or biological agents to control people's minds. Our leaders and the media do a fine job of that without any help. I mean, that's really what conspiracy theories are for anyway, aren't they? They're made up by people that are trying to elicit a particular response from a group of people. That is mind control. They're trying to create fear and outrage. You know, so then they can predict what you're going to do. Okay, they can, they can create a boogeyman and then come in and save you from the boogeyman. All right, so let's get back into condensation trails. Let's talk about the science of it. You know, this is one of the things I always said I wanted to do, you know, was uh, get into the facts. So let's talk about the science of it, the boring part. But maybe you'll learn a little something. Um, first, let's just use an example. Let's talk about a glass of ice water. You ever take a glass of ice water outside on a hot summer day? It doesn't have to be ice water. It could be a cold beer, you know can of Coke, whatever, you'll notice in a short period of time what happens to the outside of the glass. It becomes wet. And then why is this? Is the water somehow bleeding through the glass, getting to the outside? No. We all know that this is condensation. We've known about condensation our whole lives. We get it. But how and why does that happen? We just accept it. But what really is going on there? So here's the thing. Air, the air we breathe, the air that's all around us, it always has some level of water in it. We measure the amount of water in the air and call it humidity. So we all know that one too. You ever notice that humidity tends to be high in the summer and low in the winter? You know, unless you're like in a desert region or something. But let's say, you know, you're living in Chicago and it's a scorching hot day in July. You're outside, you're sticky. You're miserable and you say something like, it's not the heat as much as it is the humidity. We've heard that. And the opposite side too. You know, in, in Arizona, oh, it's 100 degrees, but it's a dry heat. So it's not that bad. You know, because there's no water around there. So there's not a lot of humidity in the desert. But, you know, like up in the Midwest or in the Northeast or in the Northwest, um, it's a lot of humidity. Southeast, tons of humidity, right? Florida. Um. You know, but how come, let's go back to the same example. How come in Chicago, in the middle of January, you're not out there going, oh man, this humidity is a killer. What happened to the humidity? Why don't we have sticky, cold days? What's the deal with that? So here's the reason. The warmer the air is, the more water it can hold. The colder the air, the less water it can hold. 
That's, that's how it works. Okay. That's why you have cold, dry air and hot, moist air. And the air is kind of like a sponge that way. So back to our glass of ice water. What happened is the cold glass lowered the temperature of the air around it, the air that's touching the glass. And then that cooler air could not hold the same amount of water. Okay. So if it's a sponge, it shrunk and it squeezed the water out of the air and now it's on your glass. All right. So that's what happened is the air couldn't hold it. So it had, so it stuck to the, to the glass, warm, moist air cooling off is the most typical way clouds form. What happens to air when it's warm? It rises, right? Hot air goes up. We understand that. Like a lot of us, it's thermodynamics, but this is general knowledge for most of us. And as you travel away from the earth, up, right? What happened? Does the air get warmer or does it get colder? All you need to do is look at the top of mountains to figure that one out. You know, the mountains are topped with snow. Why, why is there snow at the top of the mountain but not at the base of the mountain? Because we know the higher we go, the colder it is. All right, so that means the further away from the earth, the colder it is. So as moist air rises and goes away from the earth, it actually cools off. And if it cools off enough, it squeezes the moisture out of the air so you can actually see it. Voila. That's where you get a cloud. Okay. Another way to make clouds is to add moisture to already cold air. And the air can't absorb it because it's too cold. If, the, if it's cold enough, it'll actually freeze it. Okay. And now we're getting close to the explanation for contrails. Very similar to car exhaust. Jet engine exhaust includes water vapor. So if the, the jet is in very cold air, that water vapor freezes and you get a contrail. That's what's happening. I mean, look in the wintertime. You know, you've been in the northern states in the wintertime, and you see more exhaust coming out of cars in the winter than you do in the summer, right? Is it because, you know, oh, cars are burning more oil and, and it's less, you know, uh, efficient in the winter? No. It's just that, you, you know, you're in a cold climate. There's water vapor coming out from the engine, and uh, the air is too cold to, to absorb it, so you're seeing it. And then the wind, you know, blows it and there's commotion at the surface of the earth and people driving by and stuff. And it spreads that water vapor out. And um, when it spreads it out, it, it's over enough air that it can absorb it. Okay. So the amount of moisture in the air and the strength of the winds dictates how long the moisture will be in there, how long the contrails will stick around. I mean, the same thing happens with jets, but the air is much, much colder up there. So that's the basic science of it. Okay, but but did we really need to understand like all of that and get into all of that to disprove chemtrails? Let's look at the common sense of it. First of all, it isn't just military or government jets that create contrails. Every jet creates contrails. Also, they don't just appear over the United States. They happen everywhere across the planet. I can personally attest to this as I have lived in other countries and have traveled extensively in all hemispheres of the globe. North, south, east, west. So for, the, for this conspiracy to be true, we need a cover-up of unmeasurable proportions. Governments need to be in cahoots with each other. All the airlines need to be involved. I mean, who's making this stuff? Who's making the chemicals? they got to keep their mouth shut. They must have top-secret clearance. 
But what about the truck drivers that are transporting it? They don't know what they have. What about the people that would have to actually load this chemical agent onto the jet? All in on it? All of them? Let me tell you something about contrails in the government or the military. The military absolutely hates them. Contrails, believe it or not, are part of intelligence briefings. I know this from personal experience. Pilots need to stay below the freezing level. That's the altitude at which the air temperature reaches freezing. Okay? So in the summer, you know, the freezing level is much higher, you know, in warm, in warm areas. Um, it's much lower in the winter or in cold countries. It's much lower. Might be at the surface, you know, in Greenland, okay, or in the Midwest or in New York in January, the, the freezing level is at the surface. But in July, the freezing level might be 15,000 feet up before it actually reaches zero degrees Celsius or 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so you, we have to brief the pilots in the intelligence briefings. They have to know where to fly their plane. Can I, can I fly at 30,000 feet? No, it's too cold. You're going to have a contrail. The enemy is going to see you coming miles away. Where do I got to be? Oh, you got to be under 10,000 feet. Something like that. Where's the freezing level? Where am I not going to make contrails? Where is it that the air is warm enough and can hold enough moisture that I'm not going to leave a mark in the sky? Okay? And if you don't believe me, just do some reading on World War II. You're going to see what I'm talking about. These pilots were getting shot down because people, the enemy saw them coming miles and miles and miles away. This is when people started first realizing about these contrails that became part of military intelligence. Okay, and then let's finally, you know, back in 2016, researchers, chemists, geochemists actually looked into this. Okay, they actually did studies. They actually started doing this. There was like 77 of them or 76, something like that. They found no evidence of chemtrails, no chemicals, no biological agents coming out of these things, none of it. But I'm wondering why in 2016 there was such a, a, a need to do this. Could it possibly be because in 2016 Donald Trump tweeted that his first executive order was going to be to get rid of chemtrails? And you wonder why people believe this shit. So that's it. There's no chemtrails, the condensation trails. And I know that some of the conspiracy theorists will say, no, we believe in condensation trails, but those disappear right away. And uh, the, the new ones are the ones that stick around for a long time. They've always stuck around for a long time. Sometimes they disappear right away. It depends on what the temperature is, what the pressure is, and what the winds are like. Okay, it's just like with clouds. All right, clouds can form and then dissipate and all these different things. It's the same thing. All right, and then they might say, but there's a lot more. They're actively doing this. You can see them crisscrossing. Our population has gone up exponentially. Far more people are flying than ever before. You just got more planes in the sky, people. All right, so that's it. So um, episode two, done. So my regular days for posting new episodes are going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Thursdays conspiracy theories, of course. I will occasionally post something over the weekend, which I plan to do this weekend, since I'm trying to get this thing off the ground. And always, if you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, conspiracy theories that you would like to get on the show, just go to Cracked 
attic.com and click on the call out button or just email me at feedback at crackedattic.com. Thank you so much. Be safe. Take care. I truly wish you the best.